Hello, sister friends. In this week's episode, we'll take a look at domestic abuse. The impact of domestic abuse is far-reaching and can have a lasting and traumatic effect on the lives of everyone involved. As we observed Domestic Abuse Month in October, let's take time today to continue shedding light upon this growing epidemic. With our sister friends, let's have a conversation. Sister Friends Cups and Conversation. I'm your host, Teresa Cooper, and I'm glad that you've joined us today. And I've got a, a very powerful uh, table on today that's uh, going to be joining the conversation. Mm -hmm. And so I'm glad that you are here. Of course, I have Miss Catherine Young, my co-host, uh, the director mm -hmm. at pa Care Parenting Center. Mm -hmm. And then I have my new friend, Miss Penny. Miss Penny is a domestic abuse survivor. Yes. Amen. And she's around the table yes. with us today. And then I have our professional here, uh, Miss Chanel Willis. And <laughs> Chanel comes from uh, Project Celebration. Yes. And so we're glad to have her at the table today. And she talks and, and does seminars and works with uh, Project Celebration as an advocate for uh, domestic abuse survivors, correct? That is correct. Yes. And so I've got a great table here today, and we're going to have a very serious conversation mm -hmm. about uh, domestic abuse. Mm -hmm. And our cup for today, now the ladies have our sister friend's cup, and I have the cup for today that we're featuring is beautifully broken because we're talking about domestic abuse, which is a hard topic, uh, but a necessary topic to talk about. Yes. And many times when we're going through uh, domestic abuse, we feel broken. Mm -hmm. uh, we feel broken physically, mentally, uh, emotionally, and even spiritually at times. But the promise of God is that he gives us beauty uh, for our ashes yes. and he makes beautiful things uh, out of our brokenness. So we are beautifully broken and we can get on the other side of abuse. Yes, we can. Yes. And so we're going to talk today about that, about getting on the other side of domestic abuse. And, you know, it's really important that we have uh, this conversation yes. because they say that uh, breaking the silence mm -hmm. um, breaks the cycle. Absolutely. Breaking the silence breaks the cycle. And so we're going to have this conversation today. Domestic violence can be a physical or, or a psychological, and it can affect anyone of any age, right. any gender, race, or sexual orientation. It may include behaviors meant to scare, physically harm, or control a partner. While every relationship is different, domestic violence generally involves an unequal power dynamic, an unequal power dynamic in which one partner tries to assert control over the other 
in a variety of ways. Now that's the textbook yeah. definition, ladies, right? Yeah. 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 But it just to break it down in everyday conversation, love don't hurt. That's right. <laughs> okay. That's, right. Yes. that's just to really break it down. Mm -hmm. Love does not hurt. Mm -hmm. And so we want to talk about that. And I want to start with Miss Penny because Miss mm -hmm. Penny is our champion today. Mm -hmm. And Miss Penny, can you just share with us your experience with uh, domestic abuse and how it, it's affected your life? Yes. Um I've been through three relationships, uh, and I've had three kids out of, out of two of them. Um, one, I was with for two years, and he was actually very abusive over drugs because I wouldn't give him money. Okay. Um, I was pregnant then, and it didn't last for two years, but he was in out of jail a lot. So that was helpful, come to find out, because the next one uh, was in between um, these two fathers I had, which was very crazy he pulled out guns on us on me and my children um i used to stand in front of my kids and he would have a gun um he would hold me up on the wall and you know by my neck and punch you know punch me uh he'll move me sometimes and just make big holes in the wall um that one uh i was rescued okay. rescued by this other guy okay um because he said that he can you know kick him out and you know help me out because everybody knew that this guy was very abusive come to find out he actually was abusive to his wife and she almost lost her life but i didn't listen to anyone okay so this last one to my little boy's father he moved in but it wasn't just to kick the other out okay. he was the worst and I've uh it's a miracle of me and my child is here today probably all of us but I was pregnant and the worst thing that um could have happened was I was about two months pregnant and he threw me down and fractured my tailbone oh my goodness and yeah. made my sac drop which was pressure on all my main arteries yeah. and so I had a bunch of heart problems and they actually wanted to take my baby because they didn't think I was going to make it okay but I didn't let them so mm -hmm. We suffered through it, and it was the most horrible pregnancy ever because of domestic violence. And um, but you, but you delivered but we your are baby, here. Mm -hmm. we are and here. your baby's well. Mm -hmm. Yes. Good, good. Mm -hmm. And so, um, I what I've heard, I think I understood you saying that you had three relationships yes. mm -hmm. that involved domestic abuse, mm -hmm. uh, and not just mental, uh, verbal uh, domestic abuse, but literally physical yes. domestic abuse. Let me ask you, did because now I know that you're um, free from those relationships um, and it's never uh, appropriate uh, for a man to hit a woman yes. right. and there's never a reason mm -hmm. for a man to hit a woman. But I do want to ask you, Did have you connected any dots in the sense that um, how you found yourself attracted to um, similar type men that were abusive? I have. You did? Um, because of all the programs uh, I've been through, through domestic violence shelters, mm -hmm. um, you get counseling and a lot of help and a lot of counseling. So they were able to help yes. you to connect mm -hmm. the dots. Yes. Mm -hmm. And um, and personally, from a, you know, we've, I've got taught all the big X's on what to look for men, definitely, okay. which helped because I was going to go down the wrong road after moving up here. And I stopped it really short, which yeah. is great, great news. So, because you um, knew the signs. Yes. Mm -hmm. Personally, um, I see it more of a spiritual problem because of our spirits may attract to each other. 
Um, and you know, people say you can run from your pro or you can't run from your problems. I've come to find out, you know, I did run from my problems, but it still was here, and I found myself in the same situation because of of a spiritual thing, the attraction of um, certain things. I guess you like in a man. Okay. And, and just being attracted to. Yeah. Him, so. Well, Ms. Chanel, That's, listening to Miss Penny, can you talk a little bit about um, some of the things that she has said today um, with any of the clients, any similarities or anything um, in, in your experience working? Yes. The main underlying thing that uh, with any type of domestic violence relationship, um, whether it be marriage or just a relationship, is that control factor. Um, one, and you stated that earlier in the definition, that the, um, the controlling, having that control and using that control is something that once they realize they have, they use it to manipulate people. So is that, that control and then them understanding themselves, understanding that they're worth something That's better. Yeah. Right. And that understanding that, in a sense, that the mental part mm -hmm. of it. And so those things are very key in determining what you will accept, what you don't accept. Right. So those are things that at Project Celebration we do help with, again, with the counseling, the group counseling. So it makes the, um, the survivors feel more at ease on what their next steps are. Okay, so you all deal with the mental part as far as, because when I mentioned to her about, did you, have, did you connect the dots? Uh, granted, he's an abuser mm -hmm. and he has to take responsibility for his own actions. Mm -hmm. But then as the woman, making sure that um, you don't go, you don't meet another abuser. Yes, each relationship is different. Uh -huh. So it's real... It's a real fine line because we don't want the women to feel that it's their fault. Right, absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's never, oh, what did I do or what something I could have seen because no one gets in a relationship thinking, oh, he's going to beat me and that's just the way it is. Right. Most of the time, some of those things are played on if he's innocent stalking you, wanting to know your whereabouts. Okay. Oh, but he loves me. He's trying to keep keep up with me. No, that's a control issue. Yeah. Um, he's giving you a certain amount of money to go shopping. Well, he's giving me an allowance. Well, he shouldn't be giving you an allowance. You right. shouldn't have that right. So it's, again, understanding, and that's something that we, um, we, we tend to touch on and just making sure they understand okay. that it's never their fault and it's never something well, they well, did. Okay, well, let me ask you this. Okay. okay. And I don't even know if I'm even phrasing this correctly because I absolutely believe there is no and if you're watching there is no excuse for a man hitting a woman there's never a reason there's never a cause and those of us that have um sons i have one son and i have uh three grandsons and it's very important for me to teach my grandsons that it's not okay to hit women hit girls at even at two and three years old they have each of them have has a sister and so we're going to start early. You don't hit your sister, mm -hmm. but not only teaching them not to hit, but teaching our our daughters mm -hmm. don't hit your brothers. Yeah. You know, respect each other. But even at the end of the day, I think the weight because physically men are just physically stronger. I think we put the 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 more of the pressure on mm -hmm. our boys. No, you don't hit girls because your hand is harder. Your hit is stronger. Um, but at the same time, I guess I'm wanting to, um, we, you know, we do attract our, our um, 
internal thoughts mm -hmm. and if we have low self-esteem mm -hmm. and if we have low self-worth mm -hmm. where does that play in in us attracting certain types of men even though abusers come in a variety of uh, packages they can be educated non-educated uh, so can you speak on that what that more goes to is really what you would accept because okay. like, just just like you said as far as with low self-esteem you don't feel you deserve anybody so if any random person comes up and starts to give you attention mm -hmm. then you're going to accept that attention comes in good attention bad attention i.e mm -hmm. the abuse mm -hmm. so if you're getting some kind of attention then it can be warranted that they start to feel but he loves me and that's kind of what it goes back to again the attention and i love what you said about teaching your your son and grands, uh, yes. grandson uh -huh. because that's what we said earlier about breaking the cycle because if you sometimes think about it if a little girl gets hit by a boy oh he's hitting you because he likes you no. right he yeah. shouldn't be no. hitting you at all right. so it's just again a, to, or grabbing exactly yes mm -hmm. anything physical and that's where we have to go in teach our children young right it, it starts at a young age is that understanding okay let me ask you this question this basically for you most um domestic violence cases i've seen or women that i've talked to it started like what you said just the attention oh he really loves me he cares about me shower me with the gifts and attention and then i started noticing the main thing the isolation from everybody he isolates you from your family, you know, friends that could really speak into your life and see what's going on. Was that an issue with each um, relation that they isolated you so you couldn't reach out to the community or someone? Yes. Um, I could not go to my uh, nieces and nephews or sisters' birthday parties. Um, mm -hmm. You know, he didn't want me to go to any family holiday gatherings. I was always at home. Um, what what were the reasons? I mean, yeah. they had to give you what reasons would he give you? Like, I, I want to be with you, baby. I just yeah. want I just want no, you to myself. No, because sometimes but... he wouldn't even be there anyway. Okay. So just because um, you know your family don't like me, or just Mental I guess control. his his pride, or he's not he's not for my family because they probably will help me to get out. Okay, mm -hmm. so. but did it make you feel indifferent when he would say those things to you? Like, um, you know, didn't want you to go to those different functions? Did it raise up a flag of some sort? And the reason why I'm asking so it could be a sign for someone else who's listening to the conversation. Yes, now that I know where the flags are, that is a flag. Yeah. Then I didn't know. Yes. And, okay. And you know, I just felt lonely and um in, in, in control since someone controlled me. Um, I didn't know then, so. Yes. Yeah. But that mm -hmm. is a flag. Very, yeah. That is a flag, yes. Um, in my research, I, and you tell me, Ms. Chanel, if this is correct, that there are five types of domestic abuse. There's physical abuse. The form of abuse includes any form of physical contact. Because not every abuser is the same. That's and right. they don't all start at level yes. 10. They may, be, they may graduate yes. in their um, mm -hmm. practice of their abuse. So then there's sexual abuse. Sexual abuse includes any form of unwanted sexual contact or sexual conduct, mm -hmm. okay, on, and it's repeatedly, yes. okay. And then there's psychological abuse. Some people aren't getting hit physically, yeah. but they're psychologically being abused. This type mm -hmm. of abuse consists of any ongoing actions meant to instill fear. Yeah. And so sometimes I think they might start with the fear uh, component first, mm -hmm. uh, yeah. psychologically, and then they're working because it's a method. 
Um, and, and I think one of the things, and you can correct me if you need to, uh, an abuser is sick. Yes. And they, it's, a, it's a sickness. Mm -hmm. and, um, and so with that sickness comes uh, symptoms and methods that mm -hmm. they uh, probably have practiced um, mm -hmm. uh, how to uh, hone them onto yeah. their, yes. uh, what they call their victims. Yes. Okay. Emotional abuse efforts to destroy a victim's self-worth. Mm -hmm. So there's physical and then there's emotional abuse. And then lastly, there's financial abuse, mm -hmm. uh, which is withholding resources. Mm -hmm. Everything that you might need uh, to live or to survive is connected to um, that particular person. Is there anything you would like to add or comment on about those five different abuses? They are absolutely, you're absolutely okay. correct. Mm -hmm. um, and it's not just one is more important than the other. Okay. It's just just like with everyone, everyone is different. So mm -hmm. for me, money may not be an object, but for the next woman it may be. So once that person finds what their their tick is and mm -hmm. what makes them mm -hmm. feel some kind of way, then they use that again. Most abusers are actually smart because they know how to manipulate. Yeah. yeah. So okay. Wow. And so would you say that they may not be practicing all five at one time. Absolutely. They may, you know, interchange them. And so you might say, well, my man ain't never hit me. But he's yeah. controlling you financially yes. or he's psychologically and emotionally. You feel beat up and abused. You, you can't talk. You can't think. You can't put your words together yeah. because, you know, he overpowers you. Mm -hmm. That's a form of, of, of domestic abuse. Um, did you experience that, Miss Penny? Yes, um, two of them hit home pretty hard. Um, okay. The sex, um, which the very last, whenever I moved up here and was in a relationship, uh, found myself back in the same situation, but not for long at all because I knew then all the signs and I had a made up mind. But he actually started with that, you know, and I didn't want to, he, he would force it. And I was like, well, that's a big X. So yeah. I uh, left him alone. But there, in the past, there has been the money issue where the la the one with uh, had a gun pointed to us pretty often. Mm -hmm. um, he was very, he had a lot of money. Okay. Very good job. And had bought a Cadillac. And of course, he would let me, you know, use it while he goes to work, drop him mm -hmm. off. And like I was, you know, he was helping me out or whatever and being very nice and kind of Cadillac. And um, well... Every time he'd come back home, where he was and um, mm -hmm. who you been with and, yeah. you know, haven't been nowhere. Then. But he would really think I was or, you know, it seemed to be like that. He would get very, very. Um, Always, can, you know, um, accusing you of being somewhere maybe yes. you weren't or with people that maybe you, you know. Mm -hmm. Okay. Let me ask you, were any of the gentlemen that you were involved in, were they religious people, people that went to church? or No, no none at all? Mm -hmm. Okay. And the only reason why I ask that is because sometimes people think it's just people, you know, non-religious people, mm -hmm. um, people yes. that are secular. Yeah. But domestic abuse shows up in, in a variety of uh, organizations and settings. That's right. Uh, from, the, from, from the highest place, the lowest place. To the from the most sacred place yes. to the not sacred place, um, because we're dealing with people, Correct. and we're dealing with um, people's behaviors and their psyche, and sometimes we're dealing with the way people were raised. Absolutely. And some, uh, you know, some men are abusers, and then there are some women that are abusers mm -hmm. um, because they were they were raised around abuse, and so they think it's normal. 
And so we're talking about this today, Kathy, because we want people to understand that it's not normal uh, to be controlled by another person. Mm -hmm. It's not normal uh, to be hit by another mm -hmm. person or to be grabbed um, by another person or to be psychologically restrained mm -hmm. um, by another person. That's not love. That's not normal. Mm -hmm. Kathy, is there something you would like to say? Yeah, I want to ask. I have a scripture for, uh, as well, but I want to ask you a question. Do you find that the abuser look for a certain type of woman? Yes. Okay. And also, do the abuser usually come from a past um, family abuse? That is, is kind of a gray area because it depends on how they react mm -hmm. to it because you can have a child raised in that, that environment mm -hmm. and it could go, well, I'm never going to hit, yeah. I'm never going to take it. Mm -hmm. But then you have that same um, environment and then they think that's love. So it's really all in about how they take that and they grow with it. Right, but yeah. the statistics, when I did my research, did say that kids that grow up around more abuse likely. are more likely. Yeah. It's not a guarantee, exactly. but they are more likely. Because they're exposed to it and they, they think that's normal. That's how mm -hmm. they begin to think that that's how they show up. Okay. Now, I'm a big, I, I believe in the redemptive power of God. Yeah. And I believe in second chances. Yes. I believe that people can change. Um, but in reading, they said only 1% of abusers yeah. change. You know, that hurt my heart mm -hmm. because I'm like, I know there's got to be more than 1% that, that people, you know, can change. Mm -hmm. Now, I mean, ultimately, I believe God, if they really have a real encounter with God, you know, God yeah. knock you off your horse like you did Paul. <laughs> your name was yeah. Saul, and now your name is Paul. Mm -hmm. Come on here. <laughs> that can happen, okay? Um, but I don't want my daughter to bank her life off of, you know, that hope. Yes. You know, I want to, her to understand that love doesn't hurt. Right. So, Miss Penny, tell me, how did you, how did you get out? Um, I uh, was staying in, like, the project or whatever uh -huh. you want to call it. Um, and the office ladies, they know that I was always being beat up over there. Okay. You know? And one day I went in to pay my rent, and she told me about a domestic violence shelter. Oh, wow. I've never heard of any domestic violence shelter or help before, so I was like, what? And uh, so she gave me the number wow. and actually ended up helping me over there. And um, domestic violence shelters are a great, great help. You are, you know, they're secretly. Um, yeah, they, they protect your privacy. They, they yeah. protect your privacy. They also put you on your feet and help you become independent. Okay, um, yes. And it was a great help. The only fall is I took him back not once, you know, not twice, but three. And, yeah, it was a process. But I had a made-up mind is yeah. what got me out this time because you have to have a make-up mind. I don't want this no more, right. especially if you have kids involved. And, you know, my kids uh, were, were getting big. Um, and they seen a lot. How long has it been since you've been away from him? Eight years. Oh, oh yes. yes. So you really had a made up mind. You got away. Yeah. And, you know, that's the power of community. She went to pay her rent. Mm -hmm. And the landlord wasn't just taking her money, but the landlord was, was paying attention uh, to the condition of her clients and, and noticed that she had been, mm -hmm. you know, portraying the signs mm -hmm. of abuse. Mm -hmm. And offered you hope. 
Wow, that is amazing. Let me ask a question before you read that. And she offered you hope. Um, were you embarrassed at first or you were prideful or no, shocked? I was kind of shocked because I've never heard of domestic violence okay. you know, shelters before. And I've been through it so long. I'm like, oh, I'm probably just hearing something. But uh, yeah, most I was of the time when you want to help someone in yes. that situation, they're pride, but everybody gonna know my business. Yes. Or if they're in a high profile relationship, right. Right. they'll try to hide it because they don't want to give him up. But they'll keep taking abuse themselves. But what I like what you said the most, missionary, you say you have to know your worth. Have to know your word. I really like that. Yeah, and I wanted to give these facts quickly. One out of every four American women report that they have been physically abused by a husband mm -hmm. or a boyfriend at some point in their lives. Mm -hmm. That's one out of four. That's a lot. So that's, that's four. There's four of us right yeah. here. So that's and one. And one, Miss mm -hmm. Penny. Yeah. Every 12 seconds, a woman is battered in the United States by an Every 12 seconds. Do you, you count down. Every 12 seconds, mm -hmm. uh, a woman is battered. In this country, an average of four women are murdered by an intimate partner mm -hmm. each day. Mm -hmm. Let that sink in. That breaks mm -hmm. my heart. Mm -hmm. Each day, a woman is murdered. Mm -hmm. Chanel, I don't know how you do this for a living. I mean, I know how you do it because you have to be passionate. Mm -hmm. But I mean, like, I'm, I could cry right now. Just it's think it's that. Yeah, because, and then... As far as just from my uh, standpoint, giving all of myself, because in the very beginning when I was, I would say, consider saying I was green, just yeah. I had the bleeding heart. I would take women to their homes to get their things. Oh my goodness. And, and it took my my wow. father, like Chanel, what if he was home? Right. What if he, somebody would have called right. and come home? You could have. So it's. It's just understanding and, and knowing it's my passion, but realizing what the limits and how I can help because like you said when you were ready mm -hmm. it, it makes a big difference. Let me ask this question for those who's watching should others step in? Should others come in and say like you said you would take the ladies to the homes? If we've been watching the news especially in Louisiana yes. we have seen yes. the helper mm -hmm. the one who comes in to save be yes. murdered as well. And some people don't want to come and they were like, oh, I'm afraid too. Right. How should another person come into the situation and be the help? There's different ways, depending if you know the severity of the situation. First and foremost, call the police. Yes. That's just absolute. We, we would never want you to put yourself in danger. Mm -hmm. But just say if you go into church or you, you know at the grocery mm -hmm. store and you see someone, you can just slip a note because not only are you making sure you're keeping yourself safe, keeping mm -hmm. her safe. Yes. Because if he goes through her things or mm -hmm. you know finds a, a note mm -hmm. where it's a, a shelter, oh, what are you doing when anybody right. comes bigger? So it's just being very smart about and calculated about how you step in. Yeah. But definitely step in to let them know that there is help. Mm -hmm. And there are 3.3 million children who have witnessed domestic violence. 3.3 children who have witnessed it with their eyes. And then those children will turn, grow up and to be adults. And so not only are we uh, charged to uh, love ourselves better mm -hmm. by taking care of ourselves, yes. we are charged to also protect the eyes and the emotions and the lives of our children yes. from this type mm -hmm. of abuse. So if you're watching today, this is very important what we're mm -hmm. talking about. 
And I want to talk about getting out. Yeah. Um, so I don't want to just talk about because um, we the, the the effects of domestic abuse mm -hmm. is you know mm -hmm. ongoing, but there is freedom from yes. it. And Miss uh, Penny is proof of that. But I want to talk about um, getting out. And Catherine, do you have a scripture? I think you said you yeah, have. One. I have a scripture, and this this will tie in segue into what you know getting out. It says in Psalms thirty four eighteen, it says the Lord is close to the brokenhearted. He rescues those whose spirits are crushed. And I just love that. He rescues us. Yeah, mm -hmm. he absolutely does. Mm -hmm. and, he, and he gives us wisdom and he puts us around um, people. I believe that it was the Lord that allowed uh, that land yeah. uh, landlord yes. to, to, to notice you and to stop you and to ask you that question. And, uh, and it provided a window for you, yes. opportunity. Mm -hmm. So make plans to get away from your abuser. Mm -hmm. And I think the key word is make plans. Yes. We understand that sometimes you can't, you can't uh, get out right away, but you mm -hmm. can make plans. You could be preparing yourself. Safety a safety, a, a plan of safety, a plan of action. Um, continuing, but what you need to realize that to, to continue to live with your abuser puts you in constant danger of further abuse, yes. okay? So it's not it's not a good idea to stay in the same household. For those of you that are married, if you are being abused, uh, we're not telling you to go get a divorce, but we're telling you to remove yourself from that physical location yes. because it's not, it's not safe for you physically. It's not safe for your children. Mm -hmm. If you're in a situation where you live with your abuser, then the best thing to do is to make plans to get out. Yes. And so one of the ways to make plans is to talk mm -hmm. to a trusted family member mm -hmm. or friend to develop an escape plan, mm -hmm. okay? Think it out and have a plan. Um, you might want to uh, contact the police for sure, okay? Let them know that you're trying to get away and that you're working on a plan mm -hmm. just in case you need to call them 911 right away. Mm -hmm. Is that a tip? Yeah, that's mm -hmm. okay. Um, determine what items you need in advance. Don't get tripped up about, you know, what to take, what not to take, but pack a bag, have an exit. Did you do that, Miss Penny? No. You didn't? No. The um, the domestic violence shelters, especially the one I went through with um, the Providence House, mm -hmm. they have everything you need. Okay. Everything. So Miss Penny said, just get out. Just get out. <laughs> Don't worry about a bag. The shelter, the shelter will have what you need. And you that's how serious you got to be. Yes. That's how much your mind has to be made up. Mm -hmm. You ain't worried about no clothes. You're not worried about this. You're not worried about that. But now some of your stuff, like your driver's license, your social security number, your kids' birth certificates, that, that need to be already in a Ziploc bag yes. that you're ready. But if yeah. you live in Louisiana, you should have that already because of hurricanes, <laughs> tornado. They, they actually get all that for you, too. Okay. Yeah. Oh, they do? Yes. They, they wow. help. I, I think yes. things have changed with uh, Providence House because now it's Project Celebration. And um, when they come to us, we do have the safe house. We do um, have advocates that help get those things. But if you call first, that is one because you have to be in the mindset of if we try to help you get that, you know, it's, it, it takes longer, which kind of. Okay. Uh, so they could call Project Celebration. Yes. And tell us a little bit about what Project Celebration does. Project Celebration, we are an outreach uh, facility as well as a safe house. Okay. Uh, the safe house is, of course, a, this um, undisclosed location. Okay. Um, but the number is 318-226-5015. 
And with that, it's manned 24-7. So no matter what time you call, you will get someone. That's good. Um, and we walk you through doing assessments. It's if you need a assistance right then, okay. um, we have ways to get you transportation as far as getting, mm -hmm. um, getting you to a safe house or a safe location. Um, once in the, um, the safe house, like she said, at that point, we help with everything. Um, we have any shelter. You don't have to worry about food. You don't wow. have to worry about clothes. Wow. Um, we have people there that help. You know, if you want to stay, depending on your situation, we can relocate you to another state. Okay, relocate um, to another yes, state. Yes, because we've taken um, uh, survivors from other states. Okay. Because we network with other um, oh, okay. facilities. That's great. And with that, we just a general services, uh, legal assistance, restraining orders, um, mental health counselors, okay. groups, um, one-on-one counseling. We literally cover it all. And that's just the safe house part. We do offer the outreach. We go into the schools. We go into the workplaces wow. and give our um, our information. Because the key is to let everyone know that we're here. Yes. This is what we do. Yes. We need help. Call us. So that's Project Celebration. That's here in Louisiana. And if you're nationally, because we know we have people watch us across the United States, you can call the National Domestic Abuse Hotline at 1-800-799-SAFE, 1-800-799-SAFE. Sister friends, help each other. You may not be experiencing domestic abuse, but if you take down these numbers, take down this information, you can help another sister that's facing domestic abuse. And as Miss Penny said, you just got to get out and you got to do it with a made-up mind. We love you. Thank you for watching us. We're praying for you. You are a champion and you will survive. What an insightful conversation we had today discussing domestic abuse. Our prayer is that you received information that has enlightened and empowered you to act, my brave friend. If you or someone you know has been impacted in any way by domestic abuse, we have included a link to the National Domestic Violence Hotline. And again, thanks for joining us this week. And remember to follow us across all our social media platforms.